Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Stare Down. I believe we're into episode 251, if you can believe it. Uh, I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Bill Risser, St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm sorry, St. Petersburg Championship, Florida. <laughs> Anthony Malafronte in Champa, Florida. And Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia. Guys, we're doing a matinee today. We didn't record last night because of the Super Bowl. So we're just catching up uh, in between our busy, busy schedules uh, let's quickly go around the horn and find out what happened before last night at 6.30 Eastern time. And, uh, and then talk about your weekend, Bill. And then we'll talk about the big game and other things happening in sports. Cool. Uh, it was a great weekend. Look, we had some really uh, very interesting weather pattern that developed. We had this storm rip through at about 6 a.m. and through, through Tampa on Sunday morning, which meant it was a beautiful day for golf on Saturday and a beautiful day for golf on Sunday. So got two rounds of golf in, had a great time. Uh, and then, you know, it, it was just um, waiting for the big game. I don't think we can. Can we say Super Bowl here? No, yeah, we can say yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> we can say Super Bowl. <laughs> That's it. Todd, how about you, bud? I know you got a big game tonight that you're going to go cheer on, right? Yeah. So uh, interesting weekend. Um, we saw snow here on Friday night, which is kind of cool. Um, it's stuck on Friday night, was going on Saturday morning. So that give you an idea of... Uh, the weather fluctuation. Um, Saturday, watched uh, my daughter play tennis. She won her doubles match. And Sunday, I lost my doubles match. Um, I'm getting worse uh, every time I go out. It's a little, uh, a little frustrating. Father time is catching up. So I just I mentioned before I got to practice more. Um, and then, yeah, tonight my son has a lacrosse game. Looking forward to uh, starting the season. Um, oh, and no, right? So. Uh, well, good luck to good luck to Scotty tonight and the and the. South Forsyth, what's their what's their title? Uh, the War Eagles. The War Eagles. War Eagles. Uh, Anthony, our weekend was awesome around here. Uh, we got to play two rounds of golf. We played at Dunedin Golf and Country Club on on Saturday. Old historic um, Donald Ross design. We've talked about it before. I think uh, that was a lot of fun and uh, weathered the torrential downpour that Bill mentioned. Uh, was able to. Uh, have a nice breakfast, the Village Inn. We thank them. And uh, and then played golf, came home, cooked up a little food, and watched the Bucks. It was a pretty good weekend, all things being equal. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it was a quiet weekend up here in Ohio. It was cold. Uh, we're, I think we're uh, – my mom and I walked this morning. I think it was 14 um, with a feels like, feels like one. Um, so – Kudos to my mom. She's she's no 95-year-old mom going to the Super Bowl like Bruce Arians' mom, but uh, she got out there and walked today because she wanted her Starbucks. Um, but quiet, quiet weekend, a lot of sports, and boy, did I just enjoy watching the golf, which we'll talk about. Um, couldn't be a couldn't have been a better weekend for the Chamber of Commerce there in Phoenix, Bill, which I know you get used to got used to that out there at this time of year. But um, let's let's talk as we always do. We always start with championships, and there was a Another championship, Todd, won by the people in Tampa. I just they're 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 getting almost more annoying than Boston people, um, <laughs> right? Well, uh, I never won anything, Bill. Well, <laughs> so wow, now we've got. I, it's funny. Uh, I'll I'll start real quick. I had a uh, guy from Australia hit me up at halftime, and uh, he's he doesn't know American football that well. He's more of a cricket guy, and. And it's Gregor, and I think you know Gregor. Uh, yeah, Sean of course. Talked to him. <clears throat> and um, so Gregor says, 
Hey mate, how you doing? You feeling good? Hey, it's, you're doing great. It's like, it's, you're going to win. I go, what are you talking about? We got so far, so far to go. He goes, well, it, it, look at the score. You're up by 15 points. I go, yeah, that doesn't really mean anything right here, Gregor. So we had to explain a little bit of him and he was with like four or five buddies uh, watching the game on a Monday. I took a Monday off. So we could, it was a uh, 10 30 in the morning is when the Super Bowl kicks off for them. So it was, uh, you know, the, uh, now I got these th- things running through my head. How am I going to cleanse this jinx off? And what do I do? And, and then, you know, uh, anyways, uh, he. I learned a fun he, fact. On, I learned this on Twitter. You, you know what they call Super Bowl Sunday in Australia? Monday. Super Bowl Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Monday. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're right. You're right. Uh, so, so that, that was, uh, that was super cool. And I, yeah, you know, uh, I watched the coverage of the people celebrating downtown and the people up you know, five blocks away in St. Pete. And I looked at Cindy and I go, you want to go out there? And we both just kind of said, no, we don't. And we'll just hang out here and, you know, enjoy the fact that uh, we two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. (laughs) And listen, I mean, you can still put the American league champs on the, on the raise. And, you know, the fact is uh, in what was a dearth of, of wins, let alone championships uh, pretty neat right now. Yeah. You know, looking at Anthony, Anthony's got the Yankees shit. I mean, he's, you know, 27 freaking titles. The Giants, you know? yeah. <laughs> the Giants have with another, yeah, it just goes on and on and on. And, uh, and all of you have it got to experience it at one level, or another, especially with Florida and all that. So it was, uh, it was really fun. It was really fun to, um, ha- it took 60, almost 60 years, but it paid off rooting for the home team. <laughs> Let's talk about Mal, uh, the game. Did you, did you see it going the way it went? I mean, I you know I'm listening today on the radio. A lot of people saying it was the most boring Super Bowl ever. I, I thought it was actually you know I enjoyed watching it, um, probably because I had a little bit of a rooting interest in the team that was winning most of the game. Um, Mal, what was your thoughts? You know, we talked about this on Friday, on Saturday on the golf course, and again a little bit yesterday. There were an awful lot of people in Tampa who kind of had a feeling that this might happen, but nobody was talking about it. Nobody wanted to put the jinx on bowls. Nobody wanted to put the jinx on the defensive line. No one, nobody wanted to make too big an issue over the fact that the Kansas city offensive line was depleted. So yeah, did I kind of think it was a possibility? I really did. I think things were lining up Cinderella wise for Tom Brady. And turns out that that was the case. Todd, your thoughts on, on what you saw, saw last night. I, I kind of agree that the game was, um, as far as Super Bowl goes on the boring side, but aren't a lot of Super Bowls kind of disappointing when you look back over the years, a lot of blowouts. Um, So it kind of was what it was. Um, You asked Matt, was he surprised? I was certainly surprised um, how dominant Tampa looked. Uh, It wasn't out of my realm of possibility that they'd win the Super Bowl, but boy, they, they seemed to uh, control the game. And um, I think we mentioned a couple weeks back, how good that defense uh, turned out to be, right? They, I think they slowed up and controlled uh, Green Bay, um, and boy, they they shut out. Uh, well, not shut out. Uh, helped a touchdown scoreless. Uh, a really dynamic offense that that lost one other game. I mean, think of that. That's their second loss of the year, and they were they were blown out last night. And from my viewpoint, anyway, I, I don't think any of us had. Uh, I don't believe it was any of the four of us last week that said, "Yeah, Kansas City will probably be held out of the end zone." And Mahomes will look pedestrian. Um, the number of times he was running backwards um, probably outranked the times he was running forwards. And he had some good little deft, you know, he, he's got that kind of signature move now where he runs to the sideline and picks up an extra four yards and reaches out the ball. 
where the refs are really starting to learn where to mark that because he, he definitely, you know, he, he's going to, he's going to get clocked one of these times because he, he looks like he's going out of bounds and he doesn't and gets that extra two or three yards. And it's going to be one of these times where there's going to be a borderline hit and the referee's going to have to make a decision about it. But look, I, you know, I, I wish that the, the MVP could have gone to the front seven of, of Tampa. I mean, they were just absolutely dominant. And I think, you know, I'm not a, I'm not an X's and O's guy, but the fact that Bowles really didn't pressure, um, well, let me change that. They, he didn't blitz him. He only blitzed him what six times, Bill, um, where they actually sent more people than the, but the line was getting such good pressure and the way they were stunting, it was just allowed David and um, the kid out of LSU uh, to do to do their thing on coverage of of Kelsey and, and the other guys. Yeah, that kid Devin White, right? You know, rookie this year. You, you heard it, but they said they said it last night four four two forty as a linebacker. I mean, he he ran down Alaire. He ran him down on that on that one play in the second half. Um, so he's he's incredibly fast. That that, that team. You know, and and look, they're they built up. You know, they they got JPP, uh, Shaq, you know, Barrett on the on the D line. They've got these these great young linebackers. But that those four uh, DBs, all homegrown, all young, all less than three years of experience, three or less. So that team, that defense is is primed to to stick around for a while. We always say that, right? <clears throat> but if you look at the Seattle over those years, they had that four or five year stretch, right? Legion of Boom and all that good stuff. So. That that defense stays strong, and and Brady's saying it already. He wants an extension, so he, he wants to go longer than next year. So <laughs> imagine if he could stick around, because there, I don't, I didn't see one iota of anything Brady did last night where he I, you kept thinking he's forty three, he's forty three, he's kind of on the downhill side. Yeah, he, he talk about a guy who manages his game, right? Yeah. He knows you know, dance with the girl you brought, so to speak. He knows yeah. to, you know, he throws the ball away if he needs to. He doesn't need to run. Um, he knows where everybody is at on the field almost at any given time. I mean, that that one one of his best passes, I thought, wasn't caught, but it was to the backup tight end in the back corner of the end zone mm, yeah. um, where just the, just the timing was off probably because this guy probably doesn't catch as many passes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's talk about Tom Brady. Um, does any of you guys find it kind of laughable that people are like, oh, well, now that he's won seven, I guess he is the greatest. Like when six, when six wasn't enough, all of a sudden the seventh justifies it. It's just kind of funny how it took that, that seventh one for people to be like, well, you know what? I guess, you know, we can't just say it's a system, uh, with, with new England. I'll, I'll add to that question for the group is, is, is he the greatest athlete of all time? A, a team sport athlete. Is he the, is he the goat of all? Now there's, there's definitely some great, comp, great, other great, great um, guys to look at, but I think Bill Russell probably still has to keep that uh, as far as number of championships won. Um, Jordan, LeBron, Tiger, all all those guys are up there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack for sure. Jack. Bill, Jack Brooks, Brooks. Well, team team sports, team sports. We're talking about. Not, not individual. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think you hit it hit it on the head, Sean. It's the uh, I think people thought he was a product of the the Patriot system, right? Mm. A little right, and now he goes to a completely new team and and does the same thing. I think any doubt uh, in people's mind is now you know alleviated. Anthony, your thoughts on on Tom and and what happens next? He <laughs> he's the greatest football player of all time. I don't think. I mean, I, I'm struggling to find another one 
comparing sport to sport, I don't know, but but he certainly is the greatest football player of all time. The ball he threw, the the second touchdown he threw to Gronkowski, when Gronkowski kind of went towards the uh, sideline and it just turned. They both knew exactly what he was going to yeah. do, and he threw a laser, right? Yeah. That was it was a perfectly thrown ball. Uh, the way he manages a game is as good as anybody that we've ever seen. I mean, we were out total yards. Kansas City had ten more yards than we did. And yeah, I think I think I think that was junk stuff at the end, right? A little bit. It was, but it was, but then it the, was junk stuff. Yeah, I think I think. But, but, you, we, sorry, Anthony. We we have to talk about this. Like, um, you know, the 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 Bucks picked up about a hundred yards because of penalties that. Mm. Brady didn't need to get in passing or, or hand off to Fournette for rushes. Um, you know, the, that end of that first half was um, just some critical mistakes, possibly some, you know, quick flags. But you, you, I heard a, <laughs> it was Keyshawn Johnson this morning on a talk show saying, you know, well, cause, cause uh, one of the guys said, well, if this, and if that, if, if they had their team healthy and if they, those flags weren't as prevalent, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and his, his quote is, well, like if ifs were fifths, we'd all be really drunk. So I, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, I know we, we can't go there, but I, I want to say one thing about Brady that, um, you know, he, I think what, 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 what really showed up here with Brady is, um, to a man on the bucks, they talk about what he changed when he got there with culture and leadership. Like when he got to Tampa, it changed everybody's outlook. And then he's such a, he is like, and everyone says this, he, nobody works harder or prepares harder than Brady, right? Still to this day. And it, it, even the defense, the defensive guys were going, it was amazing that when he got here, I mean, it was like, we, we were held accountable and he would, he would chew our asses out when we, during practice, if we weren't working hard. And I think it's that, it's that part of Brady, right? Which is the same thing with Jordan. It's the same thing with LeBron. It's all those guys who are the, the top of the top that he came in and made a fundamental change and made that team better, not, not by his passes and not by his play calling, but because of who he is and how hard he works and his reputation. And I think that's, that's why, um, well, look, I, you know, <laughs> I hate the Patriots. I always will. <laughs> and, and I felt, you know, I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, Bill Belichick, but it, yeah, you might've been a great mind. You might've done these other things, but I'm going to, in my mind, I'll always think it was Brady who made that team better, not Belichick. Yeah. You bring up, uh, you bring up a good point, Bill. Um, and I'll, I'll let you jump in Anthony, but first of all, I'll never forgive him for allowing the giants to beat him in 2013 and, uh, the perfect season for the, and now I got to watch the dolphins, uh, exactly. uh, pop, which is very frustrating, but I think the biggest misconception about Tom Brady and it was evidence last night is he dude's not a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's got all American boy look and he's a nice guy. I actually got mad at him that he was engaging with uh, Matthew um, the way he did. I mean, he, he took 30, you know, 20, 30 feet uh, running after him talking smack. And, and I think Matthew was hurt. Like in the post-game comments, he's like, dude, he said some stuff that was just not nice. <laughs> and I think a big misconception is, Oh, look at the fair haired uh, boy next door. He's, he's like all champions. He's, he's not a nice guy. Right? Jordan wasn't nice. Bird wasn't nice. All those guys. You have to have that little kind of fire in you to uh, be as successful as Tom Brady is. Yeah, and and tying those two points together, 
when he did that, his entire team, when he went after Tyron Matthew, his entire team got behind him 100%. They started dinking and donking and right in front of Tyron Matthew. Uh, they called plays to kind of pick at him a little bit, to pick at the scab, if you will. Uh, they were 100% behind Tom Brady to a man from the coaching staff right down to the water boy. They all said speaks to his leadership and his bulldog nature at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the play by the Bucks, you know, the, the inability for Kansas City to, to get in the end zone, Tampa Bay to sustain some drives. And once again, guys, that, that decision by Reed or, or maybe their, their defensive coach to call the timeout there with a minute one left in the first half. Um, just once again, I think you've seen it enough times to, to think, hey, you're playing with fire there. I, I get that you're trying to get back in the game, maybe get a two-for-one, score quickly, get the ball back at the second half, and all of a sudden it's a 17-14 game. Um, but, you know, it, I just seemed – and then they did it again on third and two. Um, yeah, that was that, that one was critical. You can almost get away with the first one with a one-yard gain. But then when they got it to third and two, at that point you just give up. Okay, let's not take our chances, and we'll just come out, you know, go to halftime and, and – move on from there and let them burn that time out. It would have, they wouldn't have been able to, the way it was going, they probably wouldn't have scored at least a touchdown, maybe a field goal, but um, yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about, um, I, I thought Romo, Romo made a good point, but I, I think it's also probably uh, Todd about a classic pump the brakes. You know, they all wanted it to be such a shootout between the two quarterbacks, right? The old gunslinger and the, and the rising star, you know, Romo said, you know, he's going to have to win eight Super Bowls now to pass Tom Brady because Tom beat him in the seventh, you know, head to head in, in, in number seven. And I'm thinking like, hold on, you know, you're acting like everyone just is going to automatically get to 10 Super Bowls. And you think that Tom's at, been at five more than any other quarterback ever, let alone, let alone, you know, the numbers he's won. So to think that people are going to get back, you know, Todd, I still remember you with some, uh, some local fandom when Georgia lost that overtime championship game and you and you say it's not like they're going to get they might not get back ever you know yeah you know and 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 so you know you just look at the rising stars in the afc i i rattled them off on a text last night with josh allen and baker mayfield and and lamar jackson and you know maybe two attack tank and you know some of these guys that are coming up on the afc i don't think that kansas city has just a you know a free pass to the to the super bowl every year do you uh i say it after during every one of these shows we have uh, crowning champions, it's only one team wins. It's really hard, right? Yeah. It, and that's what makes Brady's accomplishment, both in New England and Tampa Bay, even that much more impressive. But yeah. I mean, Eric Rogers has one Super Bowl, three MVPs, right? Um, Brett Favre, I think, had one Super Bowl. I mean, these are just these great quarterbacks that, hey, if you get anyone listening, if you get your championship, enjoy it because there's, there's no guarantees. There's Marino, zero. Dan Fouts, zero, yeah. Rick, zero. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Jim Kelly, zero, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's it's really, really, really hard. Um, Remember, Marino went his, his rookie year, and they thought he'll be first back. First year, never went back. He'll be back. Never went back. back. Here, uh, okay, okay, so um, it was uh, the, the Eagles three years ago, the beat the uh, Patriots. Patriot, Carson right? Wentz, yeah. yeah big, yeah. big win. The team was strong. They're looking good. It's all good. Three years ago, two years ago or three, whatever it was. Two, yeah, check this out. Two, yeah. yeah. You know, that at that time of that, at the time that happened, 
Um, their new, their new head coach was like a, a wide receivers coach and their starting quarterback just got benched in the national championship because he had a bad first half and they brought Tua in for the second half. That's who's mm-hmm. running the Eagles now, two years later. Yeah. Life comes at you fast, right? <laughs> stuff, stuff happens. And you know, the chiefs look like they're built to last and so do the bucks, but stuff happens. You never know. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and one day, one day, Sean, Father Time's going to catch up to Brady. I mean, one day. <laughs> now that, right? that I won't bet on. <laughs> one day could it's be this summer. Gotta, one day could be this summer. Yeah, yes. but you know what? What a what a gauntlet you got to look at. You know, he went through Breeze, Rogers, and oh, yeah. Mahomes. Pr- pretty impressive. Um, Drew Breeze won Super Bowl, right? That's it. Yeah, and not like we couldn't look back and, and find a lot of good quarterbacks that make it to the playoffs. You know that that Manning went through or Montana went through, but just talking about current time right now three pretty big names to go through uh let's talk outside super bowl activity uh get, congratulations bill and, and anthony and all the tampa friends um what'd you guys think of the pregame what'd you think of the the, the national anthem what'd you think of the halftime any the commercials any thoughts mal i didn't see much of the pregame because i was watching a golf tournament right uh, i thought the national anthem was spectacular uh and the over was taken off the board because a recording was let out before uh, the actual the actual playing of it. I was going to mention so that. The, yes, that, that prop bet that prop bet was taken off. I so that was lip sync. No, was no, they just they, there was a recording of it. Yeah, yeah, that was let. Oh, okay, so I knew it was over, going over the whatever it was. Yeah, um, it, it was two twenty six. I, I I timed it. Yeah. <laughs> Long one. But well, actually, the, the the bookies said this morning it was two twenty two, and the uh-huh. the under over number was was just under two minutes. Yeah. Um, I personally thought that CBS did not do their best Super Bowl. Uh, I thought both Nance and Romo spoke too much. There were certain opportunities where you could hear Brady. Right at the end of the first half, he was yelling, same, same, same. There was a play that was called in from the sideline, and and they were talking about something else. Uh, I would love to have had them just be a tiny bit quieter. For me, the weekend, he's got a nice voice, and he seems like a good guy, but that was way more halftime than I needed. Uh, I, I didn't get it. I mean, and I didn't understand a lot of what he was saying. Um, you know, Bill, I think, you know, it wasn't Barbara Streisand doing okay. the halftime. Okay, Boomer. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm an old man. I get it. But I, I wasn't crazy about the halftime. I love some of the commercials. Uh, there were some bad ones too, uh, but there were some very good ones. Uh, but overall, I didn't think CBS had their best day. Uh, mm. They, uh, Especially like the halftime when they put the five guys around that big table in the end zone, that got botched up pretty good. Um, it, it it just, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the post, game, had. post game, same thing happened. Phil, Phil, yes. Phil starts talking and then, and then JB has to do a promo for the equalizer exactly. coming up after the show, right in the middle of Phil talking. He just interrupted him. It was really bad. Yeah. yeah. Bill, your thoughts. I, you know, like I'm always like a, uh, I like, I love production and, and all that stuff, the logistics of things. And I, I was because of the 25,000 people in the stands, at the halftime show, I thought I was watching that going, shit, they're not jacking up the field. That's great because they always had to wheel all this stuff out and set everything up and then break it down and take it off. The only thing that went on the field were like a hundred dudes in, you know, uniform kind of looking things in, in the weekend, right? So um, I thought that was great the way they used that whole area back by the by the uh, pirate ship. And I, I think, I think you know, the 
I like the look and feel of it. I'm, I'm not the biggest, the not the biggest, the weekend fan, but you know, he, that he's got a couple of huge hits in this country, massive hits, right. That just played to a different audience <laughs> than maybe the four of us. Um, so that, that was interesting. Um, I mean, I thought that was, that was kind of cool. I, you know, um, when it comes to, you know, you were talking about Anthony, about, um, kind of like paying attention to what's happening on the field, right? I think you were, you hit that right on the head. I thought there were some opportunities like, and Romo's usually really good at that because he loves to predict the play and tell you what's happening and here's what they're thinking now and here's what's going on now, but they missed a couple of those opportunities and, and, um, yeah, but, but I, uh, I, I thought I, I wasn't that upset with, with CBS's coverage and, and for anybody across the country who kind of says it was a boring game. Yeah. Now I know what it feels like when, uh, when I watched all those boring games, if you're rooting for the team that's winning, there's not one thing boring about that game for anyone in Tampa. <laughs> Every time Mahomes was running back 20, 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage, there's nothing more exciting <laughs> for, for a Bucks fan. So. Todd, any thoughts on the overall game, the bets, the wagers, anything like that? Yeah, and I'm not the best uh, person to ask. I don't get involved in the pregame hype. Um, and the older I get, the less I pay attention. God, I'm, I'm praying to my grandfather. He used to hate the announcers, right? Always com- find something to complain. And the text string, I'm sure you could, uh, you know, feel my uh, feel my groove. But um, I thought it was fine. Um, I mean, now the all halftimes can't be Paul McCartney, right? They got to get a younger crowd in. Uh, every, every once in a while. Um, but yeah, Jenny and I watched the first half um, very safely with two other people. And we were more as casual fans kind of chit-chatting about the game. And I wasn't paying too much attention to the production. So, um, but yeah, the bets were uh, all the money I'm sure was on Kansas city minus three. And I think a lot of the money was on the over 56 and boy, um, those two, those two did not come in. And uh, Mal, you teased, uh, I think on Instagram, there was a guy outside of, uh, was it Eric Church, uh, practicing the national anthem? Um, and he had, a, he had a clock with a timer on it. So that, that bet went OTB very quickly. <laughs> quickly. And so Quickly. Yeah. But hey. no, I, I break. Uh, Super Bowl, again, I usually don't have a team, a dog in the hunt. So usually I'm just kind of watching it as a, the casual fan. So I, I had no problem with it. That was, That's it was I, I was going to say, you know, I, I, I don't think I've ever – watch the five or six hours of, of coverage. Cause I just not, I'm not an NFL head. Um, I don't watch it when it's the Florida Gators in the championship game. I, I, I don't watch the five or six hours. I mean, you, you can only break down the backup punter versus the backup punter so much. Um, and I'm sure Bill and Anthony living in, in town and every sports radio was really looking at, well, what if we bring in our third string cornerback and how are they going to handle Tyreek Hill? And look, I, I got to give kudos to the schedule makers of sports because there is no better pregame for the Super Bowl than the waste management open. It is just the the ultimate lead in. I literally watched it on Twitter when it came on for an hour. Then I watched it on Golf Channel. Then I watched it just, you know, I love the getting the early coverage on the Golf Channel and Twitter because you get to see the back nine uh, before the, the leaders come through and play it. So you kind of know the way the holes are playing. You kind of know where the flags are. A uh, little shakeup this year with a pin on 17, Bill, being back right which turned out to be the pivotal hole. Usually that's back, back, back left. left, which really yeah. brings in that, that water into play, which <laughs> trust me, there was no shortage of balls in the water this week, but let's talk, you know, we just talked about Tom Brady, perhaps one of the greatest champions of our lifetime. Let's go to the next one, Brooks Kepka, um, and, and, and bring up, bring that up. Uh, boy, what a leaderboard from Saturday on. Um, the, the leaderboard was star studded. Let's start with Saturday's. Let's start with Saturday's conversation. Um, 
Anthony, did you get a chance to kind of watch Jordan's round and just the electricity of him making birdies? And I mean, 10 birdies on Saturday. After, after we got to playing golf, I had to go show two properties. So I was listening to it on uh, XM radio and then got home and saw most of the highlights. Um, the excitement that I heard over the radio from the announcers while Jordan was playing as well as he was on Saturday, I couldn't wait to get home to watch it because they, I don't want to say they were rooting for him, but they clearly like him. He's a likable guy. Right. So that was, that was fun to, to listen to. Um, but I told Bill on Sunday, I just had a feeling that he wasn't going to be able to do back to back. He was all over the place on Saturday and made some great putts and chipped in once or twice. Uh, I don't think his swing is there yet, Sean. I think he's still got a little bit that he's working on. He's kind of, yeah, and it's probably mostly in his head. You're right. Uh, but he, you know, it's hard not to root for the guy, the kid. I, I think, man, I, right? I think Faraday said it great. He said, you know, for three years, we missed the artist of Jordan Spieth and we kept seeing the engineer Jordan Spieth. And mm-hmm. he said, Saturday, we saw the artist. S- Sunday, we saw the engineer. He just kept thinking, overthinking everything. Did Never got into a flow. Nothing, you know, not just him. Xander Shoffley. So many of the guys were leaving everything short. And you think on a on greens that are 12. Um, Bill, I mean, you've played that course before. Yeah. Did, it, did it look to be in as good a shape as it, oh. as it seemed? Yeah, those. I mean, look when they when when you're when you're cross cutting those fairways and you making. I mean, though, though, it's the prettiest view, right? Because you got the dormant Bermuda is just goes yellow, um, in the desert. <clears throat> they overseed with that rye, and it's 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 just beautiful. Those, those uh, every lies perfect. It's just it's such a fun place to play. Um, you know, I gotta say, let me let me interrupt yeah. you for a second. Um, the shots out of the desert. Looked mm-hmm. a lot different than we played at Papago. It looks like they almost cleared all the pebbles and rocks out, and it looked like really, really firm sand. But it was a definitely a, a hard base that allows it to roll up into the cactuses and into the shrubs. Yeah, it's kind of more like a decomposed granite kind of thing. But they do they definitely groom the desert. Now they leave the the different types of cactus. Right, the choyas are the worst. They're the jumping cactus, you know. And then they have the other. Um, <clears throat> That's the one that Han was standing one that Han on top was of. Back into yeah, so. They they clear out the trees are there, but generally speaking, unless you get into a clump of cactus, you've got to play. Um, yeah, Papago, like you talked about, is very natural rocks. You know, you you could have a rocky lie where it's going to just chew up a club, or you know, um, but it's it's kind of a groomed you know look and feel there. Um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 a it's a it's a super fun place to play. I think you know you talk about. Um, Anthony said, you know, he wouldn't back it up the 61. He didn't really need to back it up much. Just a 69 no, would have won the tournament. <laughs> it wasn't like he had to no, shoot a 65. Just a 69 from him, from either Shoffley or or or, a, uh, or or Jordan. And I would have thought, thought the odds would have been huge on that, that one of the two would shoot 69. You know, definitely yeah. 69 was way in their game. Uh, and so and they Bill, just... And, there were, and not, the scores were there. There was, I mean, <clears throat> Brooks shot minus six. Ortiz shot minus seven. Yeah, there were Rory a couple guys. Shot minus those. seven. I mean, there were yeah. quite a few. Uh, Mike Nesmith from the from the Monkeys. He shot <laughs> minus five. <laughs> I never even heard of the guy, and he shot minus five. He came in seventh place. Uh, yeah. So there were there were scores to be had. Bubba Watson minus six. Uh, Richie was Warneski. He shot minus seven. So the scores were there. Yeah. To be had. Yeah. I think we saw a little bit of the pressure from. Yeah, but- you know, Shoffley's got wins. Jordan's, yeah. you know, got 
he's in is he is he got is he the all-time win leader since 2013 still or is he third place something like that he's in the top three second or third yeah Yeah, second or third since 2013 pressures should be nothing to those two guys i get it if it was you know some kind of knee smith right i mean yeah yeah yeah, it would have been something for him to like kind of wonder how am i going to make this you know how am i going to sleep on this but for those two guys you're thinking ah this is a another uh sunday walk in the park but it obviously wasn't I guess, I guess the the dude with the big gut, you know, intimidated him a little bit when he chipped in for Eagle on seventeen. So I don't know what to tell you. Todd, do you think? Uh, do you think the just even having fans back, even though it was such a microcosm of of what they normally have out there? Can you imagine if they felt nerves with five thousand fans there? Can you imagine what it would have been like with two hundred fifty thousand? Yeah, uh, it's first of all um, so glad, even though it was only five six thousand fans. So glad that they were there and they were noisy. Those guys, they were uh, they did a good job. Or maybe it's been so. Um, silent they appeared noisy but uh, a few things uh, grabbed my attention first of all mal pointed out what a great time to be alive right either on your xm radio tv or your smartphone you can keep up and watch hardly any yesterday but i was fully informed because i was beautiful day in atlanta out playing tennis but i was right there with you guys um so jordan spieth is good for the game i think he's really good for the game even if you don't like him which i am a huge fan. And part of the reason I'm a huge fan is unlike guys that we really respect, but don't know like DJ and Brooks, they are completely silent. You pretty much know every thought going on in Jordan Spieth's head. He is a talker. Um, and, and he's funny. They flash back to a couple of years ago when he, I guess, chipped a ball in and he was walking off the green and he looked at his caddy. I forget his uh, name, uh, Geller, right? <laughs> Put it in put the flag in as he's walking away. He, he just seems like a guy that you want to golf with on Sunday at, at Westbrook. Right. So um glad he's in the mix. Hope, hope for his continued success. I think it just makes the, the sport more fun, more fun in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Listen, it, it was a, I thought it was just a great tournament. The, the presentation by NBC was good. I thought the guys on the ground, Bones does a great job of setting the stage. Justin Leonard, Dan Hicks, and uh, Azinger, I, I think, is getting into his own. I just like his his approach. He's kind of just a almost like a hillbilly. He's a country club hillbilly. You know, he's like a, a guy who knows the game. And then obviously Faraday is just, you know, he's a wordsmith with what he what he does and, and how he talks. Um, they head up to Pebble Beach next uh, and then down to uh, Riviera uh, for – the Genesis before they kind of make the the trek over via Puerto Rico uh, and the World Golf Championship down at Concession uh, in Bradenton. Um, you ever, you guys ever played that one, Mal or Bill? I have not. Anthony? I have played once a long time ago. With uh, old track or kind of a newer track or older? It's a newer track. Okay, it's newer. And then they go uh, from there over to uh, to. Uh, Arnold Palmer. So we'll start with that Florida mm-hmm. swing here, but there are two big ones, obviously in, in California next pebble. And then the uh, Genesis down at Riviera. Um, no, uh, Sean, no pro-am at, uh, at Pebble beach. Oh, is show. that right? Okay. Did not, COVID, did not realize a COVID. They're only playing two of the three courses too. They're yeah. I don't playing spyglass this year. Yeah, there's no pro-am uh, for the first time in, in many years, just to, to keep the, COVID precautions uh, probably makes sense that they just don't have rich, rich white guys playing, you know, uh, Pebble beach in the, in California, you know, at this time mm-hmm. of year, um, just let the players play. 
what's Bill Murray going to do? I guess he's got a year to come up with new shit, right? <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> Bill Murray and uh, uh, Ray Romano, uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, all those. I will not miss seeing the Carlton dance um, on the tee box. I just won't miss it, right? It's been done <laughs> many times. <laughs> that's that's so true. Uh, um, NHL, oh, wow, NHL, wow, Tampa Bay's in first place in the Central. Um, when nothing good ever happens to us. When? <laughs> Boston, Toronto, and then a three-way tie right now out in the West with Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis. All right, guys, here, quick quick college basketball question as we start to head into the end of the season. Uh, Florida Todd, our, our Gators are, are had a game postponed this weekend at LSU. Very up and down team. Um, there's three undefeated teams. If I give you Baylor and Gonzaga, can you tell me the third? We did this last week. No, nope. I can't remember. Drake. Yeah. Drake. Yeah, see, yeah, Drake. Yeah, the guy Drake from the State Farm Drake. commercial. Yeah, Drake. And he's in the top 100 billboard chart also. It's awesome. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah. But, and by the way, I am buying a Jeep after that Springsteen commercial. I don't mean to go back, but what a great commercial. Holy I shit. I want to visit that little chapel next time I'm on some road trip in the middle of Kansas, right? Well, you can find it. I'm sure you Google it. It'll tell you exactly where it's at. So yeah, Exactly. Um, Todd, really quickly, how about a little soccer update? I know you and Bill had a, a, a grudge match this weekend. Uh, did not, no, was, that was Man City. Bill's a man, you know, Manchester oh, United, okay. not a Man City guy. Yeah, so Man City's, uh, gosh, they haven't lost in 9, 10, 11 Premier League games. They seem to be firing on all cylinders. Um, Liverpool does not. Uh, their very successful run the last couple of years seems to be uh, in peril. Um, that said, what I love about... Uh, soccer is top four make European football. So uh, although the title defending the title seems um, uh, not realistic, uh, they can still play for for UEFA's Champions League football. So they're just um, it's not an excuse if it's true. They are just decimated with injuries, absolutely decimated with injuries. Um, they signed two center backs in the transfer window deadline this last week, but um, you know who knows the, the the chemistry was there the past couple weeks uh, years. They just uh, seem to be um, spiraling down. But, hey, that's why Jurgen Klopp has paid all that money to, to figure out. And uh, the gaffer needs to figure things out in Liverpool, right? Yep. Yep. Well, guys, it was a fun, quick uh, matinee conversation. Obviously heavy on the Super Bowl. Let's quickly find out what you got going on this week. Um, Mal, let's ask you first. Well, we are uh, busy with buyers. I'm actually going to be leaving my home office here in about a half hour. We have three uh, new listings that are already uh, a, free, a feeding frenzy, if you will, that I have to show to two different buyers. Uh, the the offers are written, the disclosures are are disseminated, and we're hoping we put our buyers in the best position to get a house. Uh, and um, after that, um, it's really Sean is getting up, showing up, and doing the work in the real estate world these days, especially in Tampa. Uh, nice. We continue to, to struggle with, the, I don't want to say struggle is the wrong word. We, we continue to have a low inventory market and we need to step up and do the best things for our clients. And I have a feeling today might be one of those days. Much like the young guys sample in the classics. I don't know if you saw me sample in your tagline into my blog today. Uh, I did see that. A little, little hat tip. Uh, way, about hey, congratulations to Ryan. That was a great yeah. round of golf that he played. It must've been yeah. fun. Uh, watching it happen on your app and uh, I know you <laughs> wanted to be there, but 
That was a, a congratulations to Ryan. I'm sure he'll hear this. Good job, buddy. Thank you. Hopefully the momentum keeps up. And Mal, you'll, you'll appreciate this. He got a nice little text message from his pro that he'll be working for out in Oklahoma City who sent him a text saying, nice round, Ryan. So Ryan was like, how did, not sure how he knew, but somehow he he was either watching or someone alerted him of a of a nice round by his incoming intern. So that was kind of cool. That's Todd, nice. how about you, bud? What's up this week? So how 2020 slash 2021 of us uh, today from one to four 30 is part one of a four part series um, that is taking over for our national sales meeting. Um, normally we'd be either in Vegas or somewhere meeting for three, four days um, because of everything that's going on. We're doing it virtual. Um, so it should be very uh, interesting. Um, I'm very concerned um, how I'm going to be able to stand a Zoom call for three and a half hours, four hours, and, and not uh, <laughs> not jump out of my seat. I'm antsy as it as it is. So I'll text uh, you some lyrics throughout the day, Todd. <laughs> good grief! Yeah. So um, actually, uh, it's it's I'm kind of uh, you know geeky in that I don't mind seeing what uh, new is coming up and what plans they have. Right. A lot of people complain about it, and I'm kind of like, ah, eh, we got to participate. You might as well get the most out of it. Um, and super excited. My, uh, again, my daughter had a tennis match. My son's senior seasonal cross starts tonight. Couldn't be, uh, couldn't be happier. Um, there were, uh, there were times last year where I didn't even, I didn't know if we'd ever see him play again. So, um, super excited COVID's, uh, I- I'm glad that, uh, we're getting together and, and seeing him play. And Sean, you and I, uh, both, um, and Anthony too, uh, practice a little meditation from time to time. And I'm reminding myself to stay in the moment that I didn't do right before this call when I sliced my thumb open uh, chopping vegetables. So slow down and stay in the moment. Right. And by the way, it's still bleeding. I don't know what I'm going to do. This is, it's called, it's called stitches. So don't be afraid to get it checked out. Gosh, I may have to go that route. We'll see. So, All all right. Thanks. Bill, how about you, buddy? Who's coming up on the, on the show this week after a, a great episode last week? Uh, it is going to be someone from Atlanta, Brookhaven area. Do you know where that is, Todd? Yeah, that's uh, near the Buckhead uh, side. Yeah, of it's side. Tim Hur with uh, Point Honor and Associates. So, yeah, very interesting guy. Uh, we we have a nice conversation about um, uh, the market in Atlanta and how it's just changing and growing. But we also talk about his um, his he's the incoming president for the air uh, the. Asian American Real Estate Association. So he's a really uh, interesting guy. And uh, so <clears throat> Tim Herr is our guest. And then I'm interviewing uh, tomorrow, um, Heather and Steve Ostrom <laughs> from, hey, from Roseville. So that should be a hoot. All right. Buckle up. That'll be fun. Exactly. Uh, so that's it for me. Good. Uh, guys, as soon as we get done recording this, I'm getting prepped up uh, this afternoon. I'm teaching my signature class, the Realtor's Toolbox, Tools, Tips, and Techniques to Build Your Business. Been doing it. I think I figured out since Oh three, maybe how many that's times awesome. you gotta, you gotta calculate how many times you taught that class. Yeah. It's, it's that's a great be, number. Gotta be triple digits by now. And I've, I've done it, you know, in, in probably, you know, 15 different States, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and it's always kind of updated and always, always relevant. And then I, I later this week, I, I talked to the greater Piedmont association in Virginia uh, with my 50 plus ways to get listings, buyers and referrals, a lot of coaching sessions in between then and uh, just heading, heading into what will become cabin fever time here in Ohio over the next few weeks as the weather starts to at least look better down the road. Um, so we'll see. Always good catching up with you guys, even though it's a afternoon tea time. Uh, enjoy chatting with you. So on behalf of Bill and Todd and Mal, I'm Sean Carpenter. And thanks for listening to the stare down.